Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright. And today, I'm Hawkeye. And I'm horny for destruction. (laughs) Today, we're talking about Minute 109, which begins with fish in a barrel and ends with more fish in a barrel. (laughs) Back on the show, we have Ryan Bennett from Black Girl Nerds. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Pete. What kind of introduction? Like, what am I supposed to say to that? I mean, <laughs> hi, guys. Like, I don't really. Like, what? You and me both, Ryan. I mean, I got nothing. Like, I don't have my cards ready. I don't have my punchlines ready. No, look, Ryan, if you have a comeback for one of those, then I have failed. So, uh, A plus, my friend. A plus. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank so you. So good. Uh, this minute starts with, uh, you know, we're ending all that destruction we had from from yesterday. And then we have what I think has to be Cap's most Batman voice. Because when he says, they're fishing a barrel down there, like it really sounds like he's trying to channel uh, Bruce Wayne in that particular moment. It's the funniest thing to listen to him because I really think like this is my moment for my voice. Like I, I, I really think that that was going through Chris Evans' head. I'm going to do the voice here. And he probably had this the, argument with the director the voice? over and over. Should yeah. I do my voice? No, no, no. Can I do my voice now? Are you ready no, for the no. voice yet? I, I'm going to do my voice here. No, we really rather you not. You realize I don't even have control of the voice anymore. It's just going to come out. It's just going to happen. <laughs> We're fishing a barrel down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. This is uh, this minute really features our non-supers. This is a chance to get to see Nat and Clint, um, you know, actually working as superheroes. We don't get to see Nat using her those those. I think electric- she gets it. We we see that later. She yeah. uses it again later. What we get exactly is uh, her using guns, and uh, eventually in this minute we do get to see um, Clint using some bow and arrow action. Ryan, in the scope of the Avengers, how do these two uh, play for you? Do you like um, these two as part of the team, as non-supers? I think I like them as a team. I feel like, well, I would say I would go with Natasha over Clint, only because I've seen like the full Black Widow movie. You haven't seen it at this point. So at this point, you're thinking, okay, these two make a good combination. Like, they kind of bounce off each other. She has the guns and the other weapons, and she always flipping somewhere, and he's got like you know, as much arrows as he can carry and shoot at one time. So they can kind of take him out as a team. But individually, I've always like, it always bothers me when it comes to Clint because I'm like, or Hawkeye, because I'm like, why don't they like, I I feel like they need a better system with the arrows. Because they always look so cool at a moment. But I always feel like I'm like, he has to go around and pick another one up or grab some more. But you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, that's always been my thing with 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 Hawkeye, but I mean, it looks super cool when he gets the first one off and like the things he can do with the arrows. It looks amazing, but I'm always like, he runs out, he runs out of ammo, and he doesn't run out enough. Like I, yeah. I feel like that's the thing. Like they do let him yeah. run out of arrows at one point, which is a testament to the movie because often archers don't have trouble with arrows; they just yeah, are always yeah. there. <laughs> uh, we don't need mm-hmm. to see them picking them up. And here he does run out, but I feel like like I'm looking at at those arrows in his 
sheath there and there are not enough arrows for what's coming out of the sky hole. Yeah. And um, and so that's that's problematic. I do love you're right. What he can do with them. I think, you know, showcasing, giving us the close ups on how the, the actual mechanism works is fantastic. Like more of that, the better. And, you know, just getting giving him a ch- and Natasha a chance to to do their thing behind the the tossed cab, just like the sort of file footage that we saw earlier in the movie, I think is is cool. Like, I like seeing it. Um, and, and I'm such a, like, again, I, I don't need to say it. I'm in the bag for Jeremy Renner. I think he's a really cool and charismatic guy. And uh, so I am in favor of him. Wish he had more to do. I think that's largely it. Like, it, it is cool seeing them do things. Like, they definitely seem like they've been trained, you know. And, and I know as Fury said earlier in the film, you know, or she said, you know, we've never been trained for anything like this. Okay, so they've never been trained for anything like this, but still, they come down here and face it head on, and that alone is a pretty impressive feat, you know. And at this point, you know, we have Nat using uh, her two handguns, and uh, we do get to see kind of the cool quiver mechanism that Clint has, the way that he's kind of he can push buttons on his bow, and that shifts the 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 arrowheads in his quiver. And so he can pick which arrow he's going to shoot with. I would like to see an error, like a Bluetooth error. Like I'd like to see <laughs> what happens when the bow loses connection to the quiver. Right, he has to manually ah, turn it. Right, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. But it plays well. It's it is a fun little moment that we have with the two of them here as as they're um, starting to kind of play super and and do some of the cool stuff that they do. Is Hawkeye's line here, Cap? It would, it would, it would be my genuine pleasure. I mean, he's really leaning in. He's trying to get like every bite out of that line. Is it a bit much? Well, okay, Ryan. Not, not maybe not even performatively, but maybe overwritten. I leave it to you. Man, I don't know. Jeremy Renner plays his character so well for me that I feel like maybe he's trying to soak it in because he doesn't get. I feel like throughout this whole, he doesn't get enough screen time. Until they get to like the series, um, you barely see him get like enough, you know, meat in the story to really dive in. Although he does seem like that guy that wants to like, I know I just have no arrows, but I still want to show up like everybody else. Like I still can make this happen. You know, like he makes you believe in that aspect of it. So I think when I first heard, I didn't think about it. But, you know, now it's like, you know, he was trying to soak in that moment because, you know, that was like his that was his moment. This is him officially like becoming an Avenger, I suppose, in the film, right? I mean, he already kind of did the hero walk and everything, but this is his chance to actually say the cool line and say, yeah, now I'm going to start using my cool weapon because it's I'm official now. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're getting with that line here. And I suppose there's a bit of that line that comes from this is a person who had been uh, had his mind controlled by Loki for, you know, the bulk of the film. And as he said, like, he's ready, like, I can't remember specifically what he said was when he was in the infirmary, but he was, like, ready to take Loki down and would do everything he could. And so this kind of comes out as his final response to say, I'm really seriously ready to get into the fray and and take some of these guys down. Yeah. Yeah. And he does. We see him use his quiver. He picks an arrow, and this is the burst shot arrow. This It's a special arrow. It contains multiple secondary projectiles. It hits this Chitauri in the face, and then all of these secondary projectiles shoot out of it in a circular pattern, hitting anything that's nearby. 
And just by doing this one thing, he's able to take out three other Chitari, which is, or I guess just two other Chitari. One, it looks like he gets hit, but it's just him dodging behind, or jumping in behind the uh, <laughs> behind the cab. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cool, and it's kind of fun to see the way that that these things uh, that these things work. And this is the sort of thing we're going to get from him now on, not just the boring arrows, but not to be upstaged by Hawkeye. <laughs> we get the Captain America triple jump, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So Steve leaps off of the. They're on uh, Park Avenue, uh, the the overpass. There, he jumps down. This shot, though, what do we think of this shot? This is the hero shot for Cap. The the hero jumping shot. I think he's had one in every everything he's done. There's a lot of video game jumping in this bit. I mean, Ryan, what do you think of of Steve and the way that this whole scene plays out? I mean, he's not running, so it's redeemable, right? Like, it's like, yeah, let's go. Like, he looks like, a, you know, he gets to land instead of run across, you know. Well, if he's running, but if things are exploding. So you're not really paying attention to it. I laugh, though, because uh, not so much this first part. The, the run off of the bus, and then he jumps onto that car just as it blows up, and he kind of flips uses its momentum as it's flipping over to kind of jump up and do his own little roll. I mean, it's it's kind of <laughs> that's the one kind of fun, yeah. That that's the one I like so much because it's just like when that cannon goes off underneath that car <laughs> and he is propelled in the air and is able to stick the landing and keep running, I just okay, superhero moment. Like oh cut that for the trailer it's amazing it's amazing and so i don't you know it's like there's so many things that i i'll have to just in the last deleted scene minute how stupid it is having him lying on the pavement and being able to leap up vertically like prone six feet in the air i don't care about that stuff this is awesome this gets my hero juices flowing with the flame in the background like i'm a very simple person when it comes to (laughs) this kind of hero effect and i am absolutely here for it it is it's fantastic it it might be eye rolling but it's the best kind yeah it makes him look indestructible you like that anytime you have that moment this is where everybody goes out and buys their captain america uniform because they're like dude i can i can get i can bounce off of cars no matter what's exploding behind me yeah i just keep running it doesn't you know it doesn't matter this is it's one of those moments that the only thing I think that could have made it better. I mean, the the explosion behind him as he jumps off the bus, that is perfect. The leap off that car that's flipping is perfect. The only thing that could have made it better is if when he was in midair in that point is if he could have thrown his shield and hit that Chitari that passes Ooh. by. Like that would have just made it that much better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. I I thought maybe you were going to say he would jump off and actually land on the skiff. (laughs) (laughs) That would would just let him keep going. (laughs) Man in motion. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, that would have been awesome, yeah. Uh, that takes us back to Nat and Clint. Nat is doing her uh, two handguns as she's shooting at the various Chitauri. We we, uh, swing the camera over and reveal that Clint is busy helping people out of the bus. I There's (laughs) This is so funny because he's helping people through a broken window of the bus initially. And then it cuts back and he's just like, oh, you know what? I'll just pull the door open so everyone can get out. <laughs> door! <laughs> it's like, why are you doing the window? <laughs> just go to the door in the first place. <laughs> I, You know, I have to imagine the only reason that he's doing that is because the door was jammed without his merely human heroic strength and somebody was feeding him children 
through the window. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what like, I have to say. Stop putting the children stop through the window. Putting I'm putting kids in the window. Open the door. What's interesting, and I don't know if this was, if there had been more here, but the bus as we see it, as he's pulling people through the window, the side of the bus is pretty clean. Like the door is completely white and it's, it's pristine. When we cut back and we see him pulling the door open, the door has been hit and it's all black and singed. And it does make me wonder if there had been more of a scene here before he finally pulls the door open. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm. Continuity. Yeah. Continuity failure. But again, things are happening so fast. It's like nobody notices until you're talking about it one minute at a time. Yep. Yep. Right. I just thought he wanted to like a real buff moment, you know, like I'm about to open this door. Give me my moment. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You're not a super. I don't care. He's like, no, I want to do this moment. I mean, Captain America just bounced (laughs) off a car. Give me something, people. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Hawkeye, you can open a door. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, Pete, you got to take what you can get. I mean, you can't just, you know, you can't pass this moment up. You got to take what you can get. I mean, you know, you got you got Natasha, got Black Widow with her two guns. I mean, she's looking powerful in this moment. Oh, yeah. He flipped off a car. It's like, you can't just be handing a little boy, little kids out the window. Come on now. You got to lift some stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) What I like is that cut after he takes care of the little boy, he, like, we cut, we get one shot of a Chitari going down, and then Hawkeye suddenly back behind the cat. Like, <laughs> where was the bus? I thought the bus was down below on the lower level. But... That was the bus that blew up. This is a different bus that's up on the upper level. A different bus that's right level. immediately yeah. behind him. Yeah, somewhere up there, I guess. Yeah. According to this edit, it's like five feet away. Yeah, it's it seems like it's very close. I'm not exactly sure because I don't recall. We actually we do get it again at 47 seconds. It's right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, well done. You did fine, team. You made the you made the movie. But it's it's one of those things like when they for, I now I have to look because you, you brought this whole thing up. Yeah, I, like, was, I was going back too. I was like, what? yeah, when we see Steve, like the three of them in their hero shot as the Leviathan first comes down, I'm trying to remember if there was a bus at that particular point. And I don't think that if it was there, I just don't recall it. Um, not to say that uh, it wasn't there at some point, but like they, when they come running around, is there a bus here? There's a taxi, there's a flipped over car. There is no bus. So I don't know where the bus comes from. That's a magic bus. <gasps> it's the and magic it's, bus from the kids. Magic school bus. Everybody get on the magic bus. Yeah. What's, the, what's that magic school bus? Uh, the show. Yeah. Or is it, is it the who or is it the kids show? Which magic bus are we talking about? I was talking about the kids show. I was going for the who, but that, <laughs> that dates me. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, well, I would go with the who also, but the kids show, like my kids watch that show all the time. So I think about that one a lot too. My kids only watch the who. <laughs> Uh, regardless, we have Nat blasting with her two handguns at these things. And there's, you know, for a film that's relatively bloodless, um, you know, other than like when we have the, you know, Colson's blood smeared on the wall, we do get some Chitari. Um, I don't know if it's blood or, or Chitari goo, but when she shoots the one right in the face yeah. and we see just like some like black ooze, like kind of spurt out, it's, uh, it's kind of a little gruesome. And I guess we get away with it because it's Chitari stuff. 
Mm-hmm. It even hits yeah. the lens. Like we get Chitari blood on the lens in that shot. Yeah, I'm never quite sure what they're doing with that. Breaking a breaking the wall with the lens goo. I just like that it looks like they're destructive. Like somebody can destroy them. Because I feel like you don't really get to see it. You feel like they're fighting against something, but you don't really get to see it in that way. Where it's like something just straight like straight through them. You know, like they're just tearing all this the street up and the people. And it's like, oh, so this gun can take them out too, like that. Like blast them through, you know. Cause they to me they look very indestructible all the time. Like just flying around, flying into buildings. Well, and this is interesting because we saw all these Chitari land on the building. You know, they they popped off their umbilical cords as one does and they they kind of clamber down the side of the building there this building that they're coming down from goes an entire story below this street that they're on this is kind of a a raised street that they're on and it's interesting because there is a chitari like right after that one gets shot in the head right about 43 seconds you can actually see deep in the background, it looks like a j- Chitari leaping up from the level below onto this uh, this overpass here. It's kind of a weird, I, I guess they're very agile too, because this one, I mean, literally, it looks like it's just leapt from the ground behind. Oh. I don't know if either of you see that, but it's about 43 seconds in, but this Chitari comes like leaping over the side of the, yeah. of the, uh, the uh, byway there. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah. Yeah, right after Busboy. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're very spry, Chitari. Well, they're climbing buildings, and I guess, you know, they describe them as insect-like, and I suppose that kind of all ties into the nature of these, the insect. Yeah, like you kill one, another one jumps up. Mm, What are you going to (laughs) do? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That brings us to our Budapest line, and this is kind of the, the moment about Budapest that we have between Clint and Nat that's never really brought out more than this and it's uh but it's a nice little character moment as natasha just like budapest all over again and and clint's response you and i remember budapest very differently um what did you think of the way that this uh this kind of exchange works between our two characters do you like the way it gives us some backstory yeah i like it i always like the dialogue in between the and the fighting you know because it's so much like explosions and you don't really hear a lot of stuff and for them to have that moment where it's like Oh, okay. We're still shooting these things. Oh, this reminds me of something else we used to do. And he's like, what? No. Like, what are you talking about? Like them having that little, like, you know, fighting agreement while they're like trying to beat off the, the, the Centauri. But yeah, I don't know. I always like their banner with each other. I feel like they always had that tight relationship that it's like only the two of them understand. And we get like little glimpses and stuff of like what their world is like and their connection and everything, which I think is well played. Like as you continue to go through like the Avengers journey, I think is always well played. Yeah, I think so, too. And I I just love that they, you know, it's a sign, even though they're humans, they're so adept at what they do that they have time to have casual conversation (laughs) while they're killing alien creatures. That's that's awesome. That's exactly it. Yeah, I do like it. And I I like that we have these bits of history between the two of them that feel like actual history like I, I don't feel like we ever need to actually know these stories you know I, there's something about the way that the, they've chosen to kind of craft these two characters that I I just enjoy I enjoy these moments that give us a sense of their history not just together but also as people who go out and and on these crazy missions so I think it works really well yeah for for sure we go back to Cap from here, and this is another of his uh, kind of video game side scrolls that he does as we're following him, uh, very handheld, running down the street and leaping over cars. 
Um, it's very super the way that he's doing all of his stuff, very parkour. I will say the leap that he does off of the kind of the, the hood of the silver car, and then he kind of does the, um, I don't know, just kind of a panther leap almost like he puts his hands down on the top of the cab and then put, then jumps down to the ground. Weirdly, that movement that he does, obviously not at the time of this film, but now it always reminds me of James McAvoy as the beast in Split. Mm-hmm. There's like this, this, the way that he does that leap there just feels very, very kind of predator like. It's a, it's a weird moment for Cap. It's a weird moment, but it's also, I mean, it's just good because he's, it just, you know, redefines his athleticism in spite of some of the more cartoonish. Uh, kind of moves that they give him. And it it's a little bit of a redefinition, especially because we just came off of a, two minutes ago where he runs out and it looks like he's running on stage at a USO show. And yet here he's doing something that is actually like uh, commanding physical performance. So I to me, it, it works. It really works. And I've always wanted to be able to do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you like it? Yeah, I, you know what? It reminds me, since you mentioned the whole, the the cat part of the Panther-like, of it reminds me of, like, something more enhanced in Black Panther. Like, you know, obviously it's it's sure, more yeah. crafted and, you know, done differently, um, you know, with, with Chasman Bo- Bozeman doing it. But it, it reminds me of that. Like, they're very predatorial. They're very agile where they can, like, you know, the helps them get over, like, the, the cards and the explosions a lot easier, you know, where they land correctly. So now seeing him do that is kind of like, wow, I didn't know he did that in the first Avengers because I'm so used to seeing it, you know, from Black Panther and in different ways now that it's kind of interesting that they that they throw that move in there for him. But I think I'm more so I like how he comes off of that jump into that the way he lands on the taxi in front of him that's turned over and pops off. That to me feels like feels more cap, you know, the way he he, he continues there to me feels like more like him there. Right, right, right. Like as he kind of runs up that underside or the, the yeah, flipped over cab, yeah. it just feels like uh, yeah, his movement seems very uh, agile yeah, yeah. as he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that. It's, it's an incredibly cool little bit. The one thing that I really am impressed with is that in this moment, like his shield is still on his arm as opposed to like, as we've seen in the last film, he could put it on his back. But when he's running, like you can barely see his right hand below his shield but somehow he still is able to bend his arm and use his hand in ways where his shield is not interfering and i just find that really impressive that it ends up kind of uh working as well as it does in those moments you know yeah not it does it's not clumsy yeah right exactly yeah uh, yeah, he can use it. Like I would, if I if that were me, that arm would have become completely useless because I couldn't, like, I couldn't get my hand down in time. Mm. You know? <laughs> like, dang it, the shield! <laughs> Thank God you're a podcaster. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> serious detriment to our armed forces. You'd be. <laughs> I'm just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it together, man. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, this is pretty much the end of the minute. Ryan, this is our last chance to chat with you this season. Any last thoughts about this movie or anything within this minute that you'd like to talk about? Man, I'm glad you guys have me on for these. I love coming in for these because you forget, like, when you go back to the old films, you just kind of, like, I always have this thing where there's a new movie coming out. I want to go back and watch all of them. But you don't really, like, break it down, like, and realize the little, like, nuances and, and things they did to the characters to kind of really transform them. But it kind of makes you appreciate, like, the stories we get of these characters now and kind of like, you know, how for some of them the story ended. For some of them, we don't really know because it's Marvel. 
But, um, you know, to really see them adventure from here. But yeah, I don't, this was just, it was great to see like how they gave us like in this moment, we were like, oh, these are these are like they can't get better than this. Right. Like this is the Avengers. They're not going <laughs> to go up anybody, you know, crazier than this. Like these like, you know, and the, the kids jumping off the alien mom and everything like it doesn't get any wilder, but it does. It is so amazing to see like how they kept like, you know, one up in themselves. But yeah, this was I love that this this battle here with them was like endless and you get to see everybody's like whether it's like forced they can't run if it's too over the top but everybody had their moment of like this is what they're bringing to the team you know this is how we're going to defeat this and it's just like it feels long now that we're kind of breaking it down minute by minute you're like man who is cleaning up the city when they get done but as a fan like when you're <laughs> yeah. watching it you're like oh so man this saving. is cool like so many places for my eyes to go and so many different explosions and everything so yeah, this was awesome. Well, we we love talking with you, and I'm always going to now be thinking about the Leviathan and all the Chitarias, the kids and their mom <laughs> dropping the kids off downtown. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. yep, the kids yep. and their mom drop the kids off. There's more kids. I have a I have a report from earlier in the in the minute. Oh, and it's about guess what? It's about the bus. So in minute 108 at second 43, when Cap. After the deleted scene, Cap runs up to the back of the cab. It's at the totally wrong angle, but it's the same bus. It has the same Alvin Ailey poster on the side of it. And it's in the shot. It's not behind Hawkeye and Natasha. It's it's in front of them. Like, he's peeking over the, the cab at some destruction on the other side of the cab, and the bus is on the other side of the cab in the direction he's looking, but it's the same bus. So at least there is bus... Bus is present on that level in some proximity to them in minute 108. There you go. Solved. Nice detective work. Excellent. <laughs> so stupid that we're talking about that. Hey, these are the things we live for. And yeah. it's it's right in front of Grand Central Terminal because you can see the columns um, yep. right there as well, which is it's just funny because in that shot of the three of them running up to the front of Grand Central Terminal, like, I just don't see it. But it is entirely possible it's behind the giant fireball. There is an explosion in that yeah. minute, too. So, Yeah, so there's some blocking and staging confusion, at least. But at least the bus is in proximity of our characters. Because otherwise, there's no way Hawkeye could get from where he was, saving Boy in the window, <laughs> back to cab. Yeah, right, right. Well, and this also just speaks to how much editing and rearranging and stuff they were doing here. Because then we had that deleted scene. That is an entire little story thread that sends Cap away from these two and then has to find his way back to them. So, yeah, it's just, you know, there is a lot of things happening that I'm sure as they were trying to piece this whole thing together, they were trying to figure out how does it all make the most sense? And that's where we're that's where we're left. Yeah. Well, fantastic having you uh, join us, Ryan. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, tell everybody again about uh, Black Girl Learns. Uh, yes, we are all about, you know, online publications, multimedia, expressing our thoughts as black women and giving you a different perspective. We have new episodes of our audio podcast every Monday. And we are also doing recaps on our YouTube page. So make sure you subscribe to Black Girl Nerds on all social media so you don't miss anything. And again, you guys, I appreciate it so much. I'm going to be forever looking at Cap's walk and run and anything now. Like, I'm going to just be <laughs> fixated on it. You know, of course, with any aircraft, of course, throwing that in there as well. So, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, it has been a blast. Thank you again for joining us this season. Always great talking with you, Ryan. And uh, we are certainly looking forward to future conversations about aircraft 
and destruction. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, destruction. <laughs> Should be fun. All right, well, we'll be back with uh, a different guest tomorrow. Dr. Arnold T. Blumberg will be in the house joining us to chat a little bit. So should be fun, and that's it for today. So, Pete, thanks as always. Mm, Andy, tomorrow, Cap's going to tell us what to do. Yes, he is, and we'll like it. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show.